Talking about Sasquatch being a, a gorilla with glandular issues. Has anyone ever told you that you look like John Ritter? Like to preserve the temple with several hundred squats a day? This week on Tob Radio. Hey, bloke, give me a whiz here on, on me mitts. I have wet hair each morning. I do not I do not ever think. I'll just set the hair on fire. Twitter Ritter battle. Tommy Chong building a cheese wall. So sit back, crack open a cold one, and get ready for The Old Boys. Alright everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Tob Radio. It's Guido here along with Scoot, Johnson, and uh, we're ready to kick it off. Don't forget to check us out. On the internet, that's uh, TobRadio.com. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Tob Guido. Scoot's at Tob Scoot. Johnson's at Tob Johnson. But don't use O's. Use a bunch of zeros. That's right. And uh, we're going to kick it off this week talking about sports or just superstitions in general. But, uh, Scoot, you were telling me earlier, you got you got a good one. I, I, I mean, yeah, I came across a, uh, a little story uh, earlier this week. It's... Uh, of course, a sport near and dear to my heart, soccer, professional soccer. Um, there is apparently a star from Brighton. It's hard to picture a star being from a place you probably never have heard of. <laughs> so you're thinking a star from Brighton. But there's a, uh, a soccer club called Brighton in the English Premier League uh, named Shane Duffy. And he has an away game superstition that uh, is weird. An away and, game. It's um, only for away games. Only for away games. His superstition. Any guesses? Your soccer. Let's say you're a professional soccer player. What do you? What do you think might be a superstitious? Uh, let's thing? see. So soccer. I'm gonna go. Um, you know, like lucky cleats, lucky socks, maybe like a headband, armband, something like that. You know, yeah, p- like a piece a, of gear, a bracelet that he yeah that he tapes up or something. Yeah, like a piece of uh, piece no. of gear. Special no, jog strap, of, like some none of those things. Yeah, right. he's got uh, what he likes to call a lucky toilet. A All lucky right. toilet. Wait, he, is it like he uses the same toilet every time, like in a venue? Yeah, but you like, said yes. away games. I mean, is away he lugging only. a toilet with him? He, he is not lugging. I that's what I thought initially. I thought this guy brings his own, uh, as you would say in the south, commode, and. Um, he, would you, he does not. Wouldn't you? Uh, wouldn't you like to be the equipment manager for that team? You know, don't forget he, um, to don't forget to load Duffy's toilet. Scoot, he I feel like we get to make a lucky toilet for away game. Scoot, I feel like we get to make use of your um, your genius South Wales accent for this segment. Blimey, mate! Get off me can! Right? That's what he's. So is there like a, is there like a rule like nobody else can use the toilet except for him? He he will. Yeah, I think yes. He will wait for it. He'll wait for it. Okay. He'll wait for it. He'll However, there up, are times where he will tell will. people to get out of the way. Get That's... out of there, even though the others are empty. He'll tell them to go to the others, to the other toilets. That's, Here, That's... And I've got a quote. Are you ready for the quote? Can you read it appropriately? <laughs> yes, please read it appropriately. I've got, uh, I've got a couple here. If there are three cubicles and somebody is in my one, I have to wait. Sometimes I'll move people across and say, get out of there, even though others are empty. 
It's weird, I know, but all the boys know about it. That's that's an interesting. I mean, I've heard some crazy pregame superstitions or, or sports superstitions. I mean, it's, that's by far probably not the grossest. He, uh, um, I don't know, has scored four goals. I think. I think the away. I, th- I think. I would say Moises Moises Alou has probably the grossest superstition slash pregame ritual or whatever. That's not coming to me. Moises Alou, Moises former Alou. Uh, former Montreal Bartman, Expo. Are you familiar with Bartman? Uh, Moises Alou used to uh, – he didn't want to wear batting gloves, right? He never wanted to wear batting gloves, so he wanted to make his hands you know, as strong as they could be. So um, in order to help build, I don't know, calluses on his hands, I don't know, to make his hands stronger, he used to urinate on his hands before the game. So what about – I mean <laughs> – Sorry, Do you wa- does he wash them afterwards? I don't know. I don't. But think what so. about what the acidity in your I don't know urine makes, is like? What I can just I feel like there's a lot of other ways I would maybe choose to put calluses on my hands. I know. Apparently, it's a thing because after Moises Alou did it, Jorge Posada of America's team, the New York Yankees, also did it. So uh, his pee. He pee, yes, his own pee. He didn't use other people's pee. It's not he <laughs> didn't use Moises Alou's pee. I'd be hilarious. He'd be like, like, "Oh, hey, uh, yeah, uh, I'd have Moises Alou pee on my hands because it really helped him build my calluses." He's like talking <laughs> to that guy from Brighton, like, "Hey, he's like, hey man, don't don't waste it on the lucky toilet. I'm trying to build up some calluses here. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard." But there are a lot of. There've been a lot of. Um, Scoot, how might I, he react if someone asked him to pee on their hands? The soccer player? The gentleman from Brighton. Hey, bloke, give me a whiz here on, on me mitts. <laughs> that's, that's probably what he would that's say. I don't think it's... I feel like I was there. Yeah. I don't feel think like I was in Brighton. Give me a whiz on me mitts. <laughs> and I also, I also don't think that's what he sounds like either. I would, I'm going to go out and say that. Scoot always makes his English folk sound surprised. Like someone just, you know what I mean? Like the situation just came upon them and they had to react. Hey, Black. That's right. All of Scoot's English people sound like they're straight out of like a Dickens novel. It's like (laughs) you expect them, you know, to start. What day is it? (laughs) Right. It's It's true. Like your your English accent. You come back in 15 minutes, I'll give you half a crown. But what other ones besides Moises then? Well, Wade, so Wade Boggs famously uh, a chicken. ate the ate the chicken. chicken, ate lots of fried chicken before before games. That was a weird one. Okay. I feel like I don't. I feel like after uh, I wouldn't want to play baseball after eating a bucket of fried chicken. Um, you know, there's the there's the the kind of the most popular one right now of a current player in Major League Baseball, uh, Yasiel Puig, who uh, licks his bat. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, which is, I mean, disgusting. I don't. It's kind of disgusting. It when is. When you say Yasiel Puig, you sound like you have something in Puig. your mouth. Puig. Yasiel um, Puig. It's like Yasmin Puig. I think by far, though, like if you. So speak. And I'm a baseball guy. You guys know that. I think speaking of baseball superstitions and craziness, I think um, Mets relief pitcher Turk Wendell probably takes. Oh, man. He was. He was nuts. Like, okay, so. He wore. He only wore those crazy necklaces. You remember he would wear necklaces with like animal teeth on them, and they yep. were all different animal teeth. Um, he would eat. He 
eight black licorice, licorice in between each inning, right? Is that what it was? Yes. And then um, he would brush his teeth. Like, I, I forget what the, the superstition was. He would either nine, brush his teeth nine, between innings or nine yeah, only. No, and then, well, not he had a thing about the number nine. It was, baseball players are weird about numbers because, you know, you had Larry Walker. He was a third, everything was 33. So, like, when his family came to watch him play, Larry Walker would only buy seats in section 33 for them to watch, or 333. Um, he, he, he only wore 33. He set his alarm for three. You know, it would always be like, get up at 833. Um, Turk Wendell, though, kind of tops all of that. He refused to sign a contract with the New York Mets uh, unless they made his contract, uh, which was a two-year contract, I think, a three-year contract, for $9,999,099. It was all nines all the way across. So that's that, those are kind of crazy ones. That's a, that's, um, that's now let me track. ask you this question. I don't, is this a superstition? You remember uh, NFL head coach Jerry Glanville? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he used to coach the Falcons. Yeah, right. He would reserve a seat at home games for Elvis Presley. <laughs> yes, that's is that okay. a superstition. That is a superstition. Every he's home waiting, game, every home yes. game, because he's waiting for Elvis to show up. Right? He's okay. like, yes, I want to have Kinda a ticket like for Elvis. Tupac. Like if you were to, I don't know, save a parking spot for Tupac or Biggie Smalls at your workplace there, Johnson. That Scoop, what about highly? What odd. about? Uh, what about your Canadian accent? You have a good Canadian accent? Oh yeah, don't you know? <laughs> uh, uh, Patrick hey? Patrick Waugh, famous Montreal Canadiens uh, goalie. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he had a good superstition. Every time he came out to the ice, he would uh, he believed that if he skated around the goal backwards, it made the goal smaller. I didn't know about that. <laughs> that's a weird. That's a weird process, eh? It's a weird. Hey? Pro- well, it depends on what organization you're in. <laughs> I bet so, he put it on the schedule you, for each game. I feel like do you guys. I feel like Scoot's got some sort of weird superstition that he does. Like every day, there has to be something, Scoot. Oh, I do. I, um, I have one. Oh, I'm. You get to turn I'm, the lights off three, four times, or whatever. I am very routine. Scoot has to do ten extra squats to maintain the temple before he leaves <laughs> each morning. That is correct. That is correct. I have one. Um, I have one. What do you do? I'm going to go ahead and talk into? about because you won't ask me what it is. So I'm just going to say it. It's uh, go ahead. every day. I don't know it? what it is, but I have a weird phobia that I have left the garage door open. Oh no! So. You so one of the kids will always be in the car with me. We'll be heading to school and constantly, I will probably look back at the garage door three to four times. I don't know what my deal is. And the kids are always like, dude, garage door's closed. But I, I don't know. It's just weird. I have this weird thing. It's one of those things. Like you started to say Guido, like you're turning lights off on and on, you know, like off and on before you leave a room or something weird like that. That's my thing. I don't know what it is. I have a what? constant garage door open phobia. It's like my wife, every night she takes her contacts out and she puts them in like the little contact case and she taps it four times and like she does it every single night. It's just one of those weird things. Um, for the longest time when I is that that's more like soccer. OCD. That's more OCD. Yeah, yeah that's probably more, OCD. Uh, yeah, superstition. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, as you know, I coached high school soccer for the longest time. Like I'm saying maybe the first five or six years so roughly 120 games. I felt that any time I wore a blue shirt, we lost. So I tried to wear a black shirt every time. Now, See? I've done stuff like that, though, for watching games as a fan. 
I mean, I've, you know, for example, in the, so we often talk about our WVU Mountaineers when we went through the big 12 turn. So we had a whole season of stink and then we got to the big 12 tournament and we had that little fun run of a couple games that we won. Well, Mm -hmm. so my dad would come over and watch the game with us. The cat, my enormous cat would jump up at one end of the couch and prop up on the armrest and watch with us. So after we won that first game, the next two games, we watched exactly like that. And I don't mean yeah. like my dad and I sitting in the same spot. I mean, I even went and got the cat and propped him up <laughs> See, on the armrest and he chilled out with us we, for those other two hey, games. Like it's, listen, I, I'm one of those like, season, like whatever works I go, I go back to, I'm one of those people. This past season, how bad they were. They won uh, one or two games there. The basketball team did in a stretch, probably late January. My wife and I, felt we had to sit separate because we they had one when she was watching in one room and I was watching in the other. So separate rooms, separate TVs. Yes. And so you believe, you deep down believed that you you had the power. You I, like, it, you there is some like omniscient power that has in you mojo. Yeah, there is mojo. Mojo is a thing. <laughs> and I don't like to mess with bad mojo. Listen, I still blame myself for uh our loss in uh I don't know, when did we lose to Louisville in the Elite 8? Would have been our first yeah. final four run. Yeah, I had yeah. held for I had held my oldest daughter for three quarters of that game and then i decided my arms were tired i put her down yeah we lost so it's your Louis- fault louisville yeah. came back and won it's my your bad fault. i'm sorry your uh, fault. i've never let myself uh, i've never let myself get over that yeah well you, you know i i don't uh i don't see i don't partake in that i don't believe that i don't believe that i have to wear to the same jersey every week i'm truly oh, I'm, i truly believe that i have no power over but i wins think back i think back to the the baseball though for and I think it's in baseball the most. I feel like I see this. I can't remember who it was, but who used to step in and out of the batter's box? And they had this routine where they would. Oh, like, no, no more. Was with it no with, with the wrist yeah, straps? He yeah, would like yeah. unvelcro them and velcro them like three times each, and then he'd step back I, in. I, I think it's probably more prominent in baseball than any other sport, just because there's so much baseball. You know, these guys are playing well, day in and day out. It has to be I a also routine. Think there's so much failure in baseball. So when something goes right. It's not the it's not the the expected thing because you think you're gonna fail if you fail two out of every three times in baseball you're still a great player. Well, right. If you if you fail if you fail you know yeah right if you fa- if you hit only three out of every ten b- pitches thrown at you you're still a great player. You're getting right. well, you're getting multi million dollars. I'll give game. you that, but I think in baseball too you have so much idle time to get inside your own head That's and true. just you know just concentrate well, on the minutia of stuff i don't think you caps. have that in other the idea sports. of a rally cap right it's somehow super like right. wearing your hat inside out and upside down like a doofus and that then, is what's going to help you win and then you see people putting like a blown up bubble gum bubble on top or whatever i mean i don't know i think baseball is full of that stuff yeah well you know tweet at us if you get a chance some of your uh your Could favorite you imagine if somebody did that to a, a, an nba player on the bench they blew a bubble and stuck it in their hair it'd be a little bit different yeah it'd be hilarious just anger people a fight would break out (laughs) russell westbrook would kill somebody (laughs) oh my goodness um yeah definitely definitely tweeted us uh some of your ideas of uh or some superstitions that you know of and uh we're gonna take a break but stick right here on uh, top radio and we'll be uh right back don't go anywhere 
All right, welcome back to Tob Radio. Uh, I'm Guido, along with Scoot and Johnson. Scoot, what do you got for us here? Okay, well, um, I came across a story uh, out of Fresno, California. Um, Wonderful. Now, time. this story kind of makes me think of some of those um, acts you might see in Vegas, where you've got the the performer who takes a, a sword or a very sharp object. And then sticks it down yeah. their throat. Swallows like a ridiculous, yeah. yeah. Like sword a magician. Swallower. Right. Like yes. a, okay. I mean, is that a magician or is that more like an extreme stunt? Uh, well, okay. Uh, okay. A stunt magician. We'll go stunt we'll magician. We'll go stunt magician. Okay. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Well, this is sort of similar. Okay. okay. Police are looking for a gentleman who entered a hardware store. All right. Okay. Um, and he decided that uh, he didn't want to pay for the chainsaw. So he took the chainsaw and stuck it down his pants. All right. <laughs> That's a... And covered the, I guess, the engine of the chainsaw with his coat and then proceeded to walk out of the store with the chainsaw in his pants. I feel like uh, I feel like that, you know, when you think about the shape of a person, uh, I and feel like contrast that's... that with the shape of a chainsaw. It... I feel like you could pull that off. I feel like you could look like you have like a little pooch belly with the chainsaw in. I think you'd have a severe limp. And you might I, be and pulling bad... off more than just the stealing of the chainsaw. <laughs> yes, you might. You might be. I mean, we're talking there's blades, right? Or they're not. I mean, I get it. It's not running. But there are some metal. Oh, now, sharp that parts. was an assumption I was entering into this with. Now, if you said it was running while he left with it, then I'm yeah. totally impressed. And we're assuming the but chainsaw was not like some David o- operating at the time. Stuff. It was, it was probably turned off at the time. I think it was turned. Yes, it was definitely. I mean, there's actually surveillance video that I've watched. <laughs> um, I, I have watched the surveillance this, video. This is another thing that gets me about people who steal things, thieves in like uh, who go and take things from like stores or convenience stores or whatever. Everywhere has surveillance videos now. Like, don't. Don't thieves know this? Like, don't they know? Well, and you see it so much too. Like, I'm not even a big Facebook user, but if I if I open Facebook and scroll, you're bound to run into one of those stories. Like, hey, looking for these two people in X town for stealing Y stuff. You know, it's right because you're right. There's every entrance to every store has 50 cameras on it, so you're not you're not going to be sneaky. Like, and and. If I had to steal something, I don't know that I would go after chainsaw scoot. Like I think on my list of stuff to steal, I'd have to work up to chainsaw. That's um, that feels like major league stealing. Yeah, that is that is. Uh, it's um, it's crazy. He then drove off in a pickup truck. Of course he um, did. He, the, the owner of the store said, "You got to feel for these people." That was the quote. You got to feel for these people. You know, you got nothing else. No. The guy's got nothing else, no, you but you don't. got to feel for these no, people. You don't. You have to feel for the person stealing a loaf of bread. You don't have to feel for the guy stealing a chainsaw. Like, here's the thing. I mean, it's a sizable chainsaw. It's not like a. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like a Black and Decker miniature. plug-in. Is no, what you're saying? like, like how do you walk? <laughs> That's what I I'm mean, saying. He must have had a noticeable limp, and and, and like, Levi's baggy jeans on or something. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, so the the police are still looking for this guy. Got away with it. That's the most crazy thing. Well, and think about think about if you walk. I mean, I don't know. We're we're assuming here, but think about like 
a chainsaw isn't a near the door item, right? I mean, a chainsaw's in the back, you know, it's in the back in some aisle. Uh, right. You got a pretty good travel distance to get out the door. That's a long limp. That's a long limp he, runway. He's an older gentleman as well, which makes you wonder what's going on. Oh, not a young buck. Not a not no, no. not like uh not like the guy who who's wearing a Spider Man mask in Florida to rob a store for cigarettes and booze. He's he's uh <laughs> he's a, he's a, like a Florida he's a, man. Florida man story. Florida man. Scoot, why do you think what do you think his uh why do you think he was stealing the chainsaw? Uh what? I mean, I'm gonna say yard work nobody wants to do it no <laughs> nobody and wants if to do there's it. a way you can get around if you got to do it i mean <laughs> maybe this is his way to make it exciting because i think we know that he's Johnson so angry long, he went true? to the store and stole a chainsaw <laughs> i mean is that can I, can I can i come out and say that i think you already said it I, i'm pretty much sure you said that yeah but johnson do you johnson do you own do you own a chainsaw johnson that's another good question. No, not not like a genuine gas powered chainsaw. No, I have like one of those. Like hedge hedge trimmers don't count. No, no, but I have one of those. Like, um, it's electric, but it's like an extension for trimming boogie, boogie, trees boogie. and stuff. <laughs> yes. Dude, what about what the? I, what about you? Called that? That's the brand. The boogie woogie, the electric boogie woogie yes, woogie chainsaw. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Scoot, you, Scoot, do you own a chainsaw? I uh, this will not surprise you. I do not. I <laughs> do you not. What kind of power tools do you own? Like yard we yard can't power trust tools? Him with a you have a you have a you have a lawnmower. I do have. I have two lawnmowers. Are they are they electric or are they gas powered? They are gas powered. Okay. Gas powered. Push or um, ri- push or ride on. They are both currently. I have two pushing two push mowers. Okay. Pushing mowers. Why would I call it? A I don't know. Mower? Why would you call <laughs> it? That? I don't know. Two push mowers. I would say I would I prefer uh, I got two poosh mowers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> poosh mowers. Well, I mean, you got to get around the bushes. So. You got to get around the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> I do my own yard work, so there's that. Like, do you, do you? I feel like you. Uh, do you wait to cut your grass until it's like ankle deep? Well, funny you say knee that. high. <laughs> uh, it is. It is due to be cut right now. I just don't. Uh, ain't nobody got the time for that. Johnson doesn't have the time. He pays somebody to do That's it. That's right. That's right. And he does a wonderful job, and I want to give him a big hug every time I come home and it's mowed. Now, does he uh, does he do the trim as well? Yeah. What do you think? He's a noob? What do you think? I, I mean, got I amateurs over here working on my... On no, he's pro. Now, he does Guido, everything. do you do your own mowing? I love to do my own yard work. It's a time of salt, salt, you know, salt. That's well, I'm just That's trying to figure out if he were... statement right So there. let me ask you this. That's what old it is. Boy feel... But, how do you think I cut my yard? Like, imagine me. Like, what? What do I do? I picture you on a rider with a beer. That's that's listening a, to baseball. That is, shirtless. Yes, that is. The, no, I, I did wear. A shirt. <laughs> I, on, I wear shirts. You just ruined it. You yeah. just ruined it. It was a Nobody beautiful picture. Shirtless. It was a beautiful picture until you said that. <laughs> if I go shirtless I, doing yard I work, say, I burst into flame. I'm practically a vampire. I can't go shirtless. Guido <laughs> goes beer, beer, riding mower. Yes. Shirtless no. with a bandana or do-rag. No. Negative. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Negative. Everybody at home, picture that in your minds. All right. We're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this segment up. Uh we'll be back in a minute here on Top Radio. But we're gonna come back with some more, you know, yard care segments. So No, we are uh, not. Yeah, we I absolutely we are not. I guarantee we are. So stick right here on Top Radio.
All right, welcome back to Tob Radio. Guido here with you along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget to check us out online at TobRadio.com or on the Twitter. You can find us. Um, interesting. So you guys are, I think I may have said this to you guys before. You know that uh, recently I have uh, gotten involved with the town Little League here in my little town in Massachusetts. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on the board of directors now. And, and part oh, of being on the that sounds yeah. official when you say it oh that yeah way, that I mean they pulled they, like, they hold pulled a, me uh, in uh, a title yes I am well so my official title is T ball director I prefer and I tell everybody this I prefer to be called T ball commissioner yeah I feel like I feel like I it's, feel like I would go that way too I mean I am the commissioner of T ball yeah I am the I am the A Bartlett Giamatti of I like our it. town's T ball league I like it. Uh, um, but so unbeknownst to me while getting involved, you know, originally I got involved because I, you know, I coach my kids. I wanted to be a part of, you know, and help out with the town and stuff. Um, unbeknownst to me, as you get involved more and more, you realize there's a lot of field maintenance that has to happen when you get involved with town sports. So sure. I, I find you myself got a lot now, of use. you got a single, single field, a lot of use, right? So you're, yeah, well, we've got, we've got, uh, five, five, uh, fields in town here, um, at two different locations, but there's a lot of like emails that come out on a Wednesday and it's like, Hey everybody, we're meeting Saturday at 9am to go pick the weeds at, you know, field three and two, you know, right. and, like, oh. and so you show up and you help, you know, pick the weeds. Not going to lie. Those don't sound very, that does not sound like a, a text message or a Facebook message that I'd really like to see. So, so, you know, is you, that so, coming from you as no, no, no. So that's usually the president of the league or the secretary of the I league. I want to call you. Out. So Bartlett Giamatti is perfect. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, but what was the, um, mountain Landis? What was it? <laughs> Tennessee. What is it? Is it Tennessee mountain Seymour Landis? Mountain Landis. So, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Say right. that. What was it? Come on, Scoot. What was his name? I, I, Kennesaw. Kennesaw. Kennesaw, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. I want to call you that. I feel like I'm old school. So, um, so, you know, I've kind of gotten interested in this. I've been paying a little bit more attention to like, how do you maintain a field and learning how to do some of the, the pieces and parts, you know, we have, you know, we, for T-ball, if it's rain the night before we, we have a couple bags of drying agent that we can pull out and throw out on the field. So it's safe for the kids to run around. So just, scrolling through the internet in the past two weeks and it seems like uh people have gone off their rocker on how to do field maintenance so apparently uh a coach in there was a youtube that's this all starts with youtube by the way Uh, apparently eight years ago there was a youtube video that somebody put out that they successfully doused a field with gasoline unleaded fuel and set it on fire and dried the field out to play a baseball game when some, you know, high school somewhere. So last week in Utah, but just on the surface, that sounds absurd, right? So last week in Utah, this happens and, um, a a coach came like in the middle of the night or whatever and did this, set the field on, set the infield on fire. So you, you know, you put some gasoline on the dirt in the infield, you set it on fire and, um, and he now, co- you say middle of the night. Uh, well, I don't know if it was middle of the night, but it was it was while nobody else was around. So then the kids show up to play the high school baseball game the next day, apparently, and there are parents and people complaining about how horrible it smells on the field. And he ended up admitting to it, and the EPA and the town and how board. there's no grass left. No, because right? it's not the it's not the grass. They're doing it on the infield dirt. Oh, on the dirt. So, so anyways, that kind of went a little viral last week about this coach in Utah that did it and how they ended up nothing, 
No, there was no damage to the field, allegedly, but they shut the field down and they're doing soil tests and all this stuff. Then this weekend in Scoot's home state of Connecticut, uh, apparently before a high school or uh, I don't know if it was high school or it was high school, right? Apparently before a high school baseball game, a bunch of parents who help out uh, tried to do the same thing. But this time, luckily enough, there were people before the game with their phones and caught video of parents dousing the field with gasoline, lighting it on fire and to dry it and uh, and, and flames like it. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like who first of all, like I guarantee you if you Google anything, light it on fire is not gonna be one of the top options on there. And like who thinks this is a good idea? Like who goes and says, I Hey mean, first of all, it's expensive. Like gas isn't cheap. <laughs> like No. And they and, did this. Well, and they did this I, before I did the math. game. They tried to do this like an hour before the game. Apparently, uh, I did a little math. Uh, they uh, in wait, Connecticut wait, wait, wait. You did yeah, a did, little. I know. You did math. I did a, a little math. The a little code, math. The keyword is little. Two plus. Um, I did a little math. Uh, looking at the average gas price for the town that this happened in, and um, the twenty-five gallons used, it cost them about sixty-six dollars and twenty-five cents. To do the gasoline method on All right. the field to dry the field. All right. Right. Okay. Doesn't sound that expensive. No. Now, for the same price, they could have gotten themselves four and a half bags of 50 pound quick dry, quick surface dry. quick dry. Okay. 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 Which I don't know exactly how much they really had to dry. But 50 pounds of turfus, that would go a, a decent Feels amount. like would, a lot. Yeah, that feels yeah, like so a lot. So you're looking at, yep. you know, 200 it pounds would, of turfus. We, use, we mm. usually use a bag I feel like Kennesaw Mountain Landis knows. Yeah, I figured yeah. he had some stats on Yeah, that. we usually use a bag or maybe two when we're trying to dry out the infield. So you yeah. got four yeah, right. at your disposal for the same cost. For the same cost. But now, let's back up a second, though, Scoot. So just hold your thought a second. I, my, I guess my argument is did not... did. <laughs> Did no one stop and think, hmm, prior (laughs) history of other things I've set on fire did not go well. I'm sure this will work perfectly. (laughs) I don't understand how no one thought this would be a problem. I I don't know about you fellas. I've only set wood on fire in my life. Maybe an occasional charcoal. But I'm just saying apply it to other daily tasks. I have wet hair each morning. I do not I do not ever think I'll just set the hair on fire and it'll dry. No, like I'm just thinking of what 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 was going through these people's minds that they didn't stop and at least or or wouldn't you say maybe I'll try a little area. Like maybe not the entire infield. Maybe I'll just hit up like a you know Two foot by two foot. Let's check out what nope. this is going to do. No, let's just nope, set the whole a, thing on fire. There's a big chunk the between video, first like 20, base. 25 yeah, you got gallons a guy later. Dirt on the fire, yeah. and then another guy walking around with a rake. Yeah, I it's, mean it, it's it's that video is great. Here's the funnier part about it. Think of it this way. So you know, okay, major league baseball parks. How do they keep this from happening? What do they do? I mean, they have drying agent, but they have a giant tarp that they roll out onto the field, right, to keep it dry. Now, granted, I will probably agree that a tarp that size could probably be pretty costly to cover an infield. But right now, they're estimating the damage 
at the field in Connecticut as upwards of $50,000 in damage. I don't think that would touch the cover of the tarp. I think the tarp would be a lot cheaper. I think the tarp would be a lot cheaper, too. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you could buy a couple of tarps for uh, for that. Well, this just seems lazy to me. This seems so lazy to me. Going to play away games for the foreseeable future. Right. They're, the police are still investigating. <laughs> There's going to be probable criminal charges well it feels like a pollution event too couldn't they be in trouble oh, yeah. for i'm some sure kind of yeah i'm sure you got you can't just definitely be fine right? oh the e- the epa is all over this you know that there will definitely Scoot, be uh, fine is this anywhere near where you grew up is this close to um where? this is well i say no but in terms of west virginia yes but in terms of connecticut no it's probably um probably about 40 minutes away I, I, here's the funny part about this story, Scoot, and, and not to make, you know, I'm, my home state's West Virginia. We all have a deep West Virginia connection. I feel like this is something that would have happened in West Virginia, not something that would have happened in Connecticut. I totally um, agree with that statement. Yes. I, I, well, I, you would just think, and I guess apparently from what I watched If the this news was datelined report, out of, say, Ripley, you'd I, be like, oh, you, I, you Welch, you're like, I can it. believe it. Yep, 100%. Um, the news. Uh, story on it apparently the police department was like right across the street from the baseball field so as soon as people saw this thing on fire they went straight across the street to the police <laughs> really department. give me a yeah. break uh, it's just it's amazing it's none like, of this makes any sense to me at at no point is there a field where and this is like in connecticut you know this guido baseball season is kind of just starting yeah it's short like i mean it's just this starting. is not like, hey, we got to get this game in because the playoffs start next week. No, it's hey, you're looking to play game three of the season, right? Absolutely. Come on, there's no time where you <laughs> need to get. To, and if the field is bad, typical what you do, a lot of times around here anyway. If our field's not ready, we call the other team and say, hey, can we play at your place? Is your field ready? We'll sure. come to you. Sure. We'll play that game, and then we can flip-flop later on if we play again later in the season. Or let us just be the quote-unquote home team for this game. You know, we'll we'll field first. Right. And, and that's kind of what you do. Now, if neither field is good, guess what? You reschedule it. Yeah, right. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's not that hard. Well, needless to say, after all this has gone down the last couple of weeks, I got an email in my T-ball uh, or my Little League uh, email that said, we just want to remind everybody we have a pallet of drying agent in the shed. <laughs> Please, Please do, do not. not light the fields on fire <laughs> to dry them. No take. Well, hey, you know what? That's Before good. T-ball, That's good, I'm a, good I will not out. light the field. On fire. Good, yeah, good right. looking out. Now, well, let me ask you this question. Put the this is away. a baseball-related question, since you okay. are the commish. Okay, the your commish. field, like tell me, good. is it uh, grass infield? So, yes, uh, all three of our, all, all five of our fields are grass infield. Nice. We actually are, we are just paying right now to have one of our infields, uh, infields re-sodded uh, right now. So. Scoot, that, now, let me Scoot, ask that feels question. fancy. Doesn't that feel fancy? That is, it is fancy. Well. Down here, yes. Where I'm from, no. No. None of our fields were dirt in fields. Yeah. Oh, well, excuse me, Mr. Like Fancy when I say, Yankee I mean, pants. It, like, it was so weird to me when I came down here and the I'm looking at a field and they're like, oh, that's the baseball field. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's a softball field. 
No, no, that's our baseball field. No, yeah. None of the fields, hardly any of them have grass infields. Even in senior league, I was still playing on a dirt infield. In, uh, so that's in weird to me. I didn't play on a I didn't play on a grass infield in baseball until I got to high school. I played yeah, high school I baseball. Gonna, I was just getting ready to say the same thing. So listen, Mister North of the Mason Dixon line down here in in uh, in in the Southland in God's country, we don't go just flinging sod around any old place. Okay, we gotta conserve that stuff. Yeah. Well, in Connecticut, you are more likely to have. Just the the spots around the bases would be dirt. You'd be more likely to have everything grass except for right around the bases. Oh, we don't have that. We've you, got we've got a full dirt in regular like like a regular ballpark dirt in field yeah. and then yeah. Now we did have those as well, but like you'd be more likely to have the all grass than the no grass. I feel well, like listen. Kennesaw Mountain Guido he he runs a tight ship. That's going to be we, a good looking league. Do Listen. you wear a straw hat that is flat and round? With <laughs> I throw some out sort all of the weird first, little all the card. No, no, side? I do not. Why I did to... reporters have the card on the side of their hat? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. I feel like that had to be like said press. That was how something. they. That was how they notified people they were press because the card said press on the side. Signage. They couldn't just keep Signage. something in their pocket. They yeah. have to put this on their goofy hat. Well, now they wear no because it, it used to be they. Yeah, man, it's like so nowadays. You know, if you see press, they wear like the lanyards on their on their shirts. It's the same thing. It just had the lanyards. It was like tucked into their. their well, hand. we don't have what you call a necklace. Well, We're gonna put it in our hat. <laughs> well, and, and look, Scoot, you you were going to your session as a barbershop quartet right after that, so you <laughs> just went from one to the other. They probably had an armband that they could have tucked it in. Probably. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my lifetime gown. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, All right. Well, let's, part of the <laughs> let's take a break on Tom Radio. We'll come back. We'll do everybody's favorite segment. Hashtag open segments. So don't go anywhere. Stick right here on Tom Radio. Welcome back to Tob Radio. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter. I'm at Tob Guido. Johnson's at Tob Johnson. Those are zeros, not O's. And Scoot is at Tob Scoot. And uh, we just want to say this next segment is brought to you by Tactical Lesion Knives. Tactical Lesion Knives, some of the best knives out there. A cut above the rest. Don't forget to check them out on Amazon.com. Tactical Lesion Knives. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, hashtag open segment. Hashtag open segment. Okay, fellas, I, I've got a topic here for you. Um, I'm going to lead with this. If, if you were to know anything about me, <laughs> I love a couple of things. This cheese, cheese. Story, okay, hey, you are hitting the I'm, nail on the head right cheese. off the bat. It had to be about cheese because there's story. Is I about will say, cheese. There is nothing. I don't think there's anything you love more than cheese. That you might be right on that. You'll never I, be tagged as lactose intolerant. We know that. Um, I mean, and I don't even know if I don't even know if I'd say you're a cheese connoisseur. I just think you like cheese. If you were to look at my Twitter handle and look at my profile. That's in the bio. I am a lover of cheese. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, so this there's a gentleman in Mexico. 
Okay. Who was uh, somewhat inspired by our president, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Okay. Okay. What do we know about Donald Trump besides some of the crazy stuff? But does, what else do we know about? Him? Does he like cheese too? Uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I guess he would as long as it's American. Little known <laughs> fact, big fan of Elvita. Make American cheese great again. Um, you know that he's trying to build a wall. He right, is. that's, that's yes, true. He, yes. he wants so to build a, a wall. a gentleman fact. named Cosimo Cavallero, Cavallero is going to build a giant wall of cheese near the border. Made of cheese. Oh, nice. That's it's going to be about 45 feet from the real border at Tecate, Mexico. Now, is this gentleman aware of the temperatures at the border and what heat <laughs> I, does to cheese? I don't. I feel like this is a kind of cheese that I've never had. I feel like this is an important part it's of the story. Cotija, which is a hard <laughs> style of Mexican cheese. Okay. The best he's going to start out with the Spanish word. <laughs> he's going to start out with 200 blocks. Mayamo Mayamo Let me just go off on a little side. I'll go off on a little sidebar here. Scoot saying all the Mexican words just makes me laugh because Scooty and I took Mex took Spanish class together <laughs> in college, and we were not good. We were very no bad. Bueno. No, no bueno. No bueno. No <laughs> bueno. Senorita Franca did not think we were funny. She did not. She did not. I would, the whole I time like would try the to talk extra like enunciation the, that you put on these words. I would try to talk Spanish. like the, the gentleman that they would make us listen to. <laughs> he had a very deep. Yo soy una falda pequeña. <laughs> he was very deep voiced and sounded like this. Los pantalones de queso. <laughs> so I feel like Scoot does again, have some pants that are cheese. He is. Starting with 200 blocks of this cotija, which is a hard style of Mexican cheese, he figures okay. he's going to need roughly 8,800 more of them to complete his vision. And I wonder how big these blocks are. Um, I mean, I imagine them being like the uh, the Cabot cheese blocks that you get at the store, you now, know, they can slice into... <laughs> I, I have a lot of dreams and things that I would like to see myself do in the future. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure all of us have, you know, a five-year plan. Sure. Something, you know, we, we kind of say, okay, by year, you know, 50, I want to be doing this. Or, right. you know, when I'm about five years from retirement, I need to start doing that. We aspire. Can I can I quote this gentleman? Sure. Yeah. Let's hear it. What is his great aspiration? <laughs> Please don't. Listen, just don't do an accent because I feel like it would oh, be very man. offensive if you did I accent. really wanted him to do it. I just accent. feel right. like it would be like very well, much clearly like this has a been three amigos. A three he amigos says a cheese of... wall and he doesn't say a queso wall. <laughs> so he says oh, a, sweater. Cheese wall, a sweater. A cheese wall is something I have wanted to do for 20 years. Who wants to do a cheese wall for 20 years? Who thinks about cheese walls for 20 years? Well, maybe I feel he's like, though, like a connoisseur of cheese or something. I don't know. I feel like his I, timing is great. Like if there's any time in the world that wanting to build a cheese wall in Mexico, uh, this would be the time. Like this is like perfect timing for that. Now, I've not gotten a chance to look at this, but apparently he was going to start building his wall and he was going to stream it on Facebook. Oh my gosh! So that's find, gonna there goes Guido to that. the to the electronics. We, get, we gotta find street. this. Check this. 
Do you uh, just Cosimo Google Mexican, Mexican cheese war? I just feel like we I can poke know. so many holes in um, this plan. No, oh, I got I can, I I got a ton of holes. He says he goes on to say, "That's what humans do. We consume and then we waste." I just hope the cheese wall feeds you in another way. So here, here I feel like start. the cheese wall is going to become the queso moat. Oh yeah, he's building a cheese wall. There are pictures. He he he. It looks like bricks of cheese. Which it does. If you've ever had government cheese, they could also be considered bricks of cheese. Government yeah. cheese is very similar to the uh, he, you know if you were to get the block of Velveeta. Like you were going to do something with Velveeta and Rotel. He also very much looks like Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Well, that would actually make this plan make a lot more sense to me. Yes, it would. It would make more sense if it was Tommy Chong building a cheese wall in Mexico. It now, now does it show the progress of the wall? Is the wall no. progressing? It's really just him with a uh, with a level. <laughs> it's le- I am impressed that it's level. It is. Like, he's if got I'm a level a cheese level. wall. That's oh, probably not something Come I'm thinking on. about. I zoomed in he on you there. Here level. you go. Here's Tommy Chong building a cheese wall. I also can appreciate the gloves. <laughs> yeah, I know he's got gloves on. Hey, so I mean, here, here's here's my first. here's my safety problem. First. Like this. Let's get out of the fact that there. I agree with you, Johnson. There might be some melting issues. I feel like that's a problem. Yes, that's but a let's just say I it have. is some sort of like special cheese that uh, you know can withstand the high temperatures better. Okay, all right. What What about like I have left? Um, I have uh, you know not on purpose, but I have left like you know a half sliced up block of cheddar cheese, sharp cheddar in my fridge, and I feel like after like about two or three weeks. There's a lot of mold that starts yeah, to grow on it. Yeah, it's a bad it. scene. Yeah, mold and cheese—they kind of dig. They get along real well. Yes. I feel like this is going to be a pretty, pretty moldy wall pretty quickly. Yes, he's probably going to um, fortify it with a level of crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the yeah right. And then let's just talk about the functionality of it. Um, so <laughs> we're talking about a cheese wall. There's no functionality. <laughs> yes, what do you let's mean? talk about. No, no, seriously, it will definitely keep Scoot. out the invaders. <laughs> I mean, no, they're going to eat it. That's what they're going to do. They're just going to eat their way in. I That's what I'm saying. Like, what would you do, Scoot? If you well. like, if you were trying to escape the United States and you wanted to live in Mexico and you came up against this cheese wall, like, what would you do? Well, I do love, I do love cheese. Right. Um, I, I'm trying to Google search this Cotija cheese. Apparently, it's very salty. Oh. Um, it does not actually melt and it's used for grating on salads, almost maybe like a Parmesan, like a, like a Parmesan cheese. Is it? Yeah. You can put some on tacos. I feel like this is like a millennial's dream too, because like, I mean, nowadays, like all you ever see with these food trucks is like the grilled cheese food truck. Like they could just go down there yeah. and set their food trucks up right in front of the giant cheese wall. I feel like Scoot would show up with a giant grater and he would just foil this whole plan <laughs> in one section of the wall. I I mean... You're not keeping me I, out, Mexico. I would think about trying it out, this cheese. I'm interested. Um, I do love a, a light-colored cheese. Now, there's a place... This is totally unrelated, but somewhat related. Uh, there's a place in Amish country, Ohio... Okay. Named uh, Heine's Cheese something. Emporium. Factory, I guess. Emporium. Yeah. I think it's yeah. called Emporium. Um, 
there are roughly, I don't know, a hundred different types of cheese. You go around, it's kind of like a, a heaven. Um, you go around <laughs> and they've got toothpicks and they've got these like Tupperware bins. I feel like you could lose a couple hours. I do, in I do not feel like that is healthy at all. Like, this goes. They've got you name this, a cheese, they got it. They got like chocolate cheese. They've got bins of cheese, and you just like take your toothpick into the bin and you eat like a little square box yeah. of cheese. How so sanitary it, is this? This cute. does not sound. Uh, this goes against my whole "I won't eat at buffets" right. thing. Like I don't eat at buffets. It's. It's sketchy. I try to. Here's what I do because I'm just Im- just imagine, Scoot. How many people have sneezed? That looks like it's been un- untouched. The, how many people like have sneezed on that fresh. cheese? There's been a lot of sneezing in that. Well, cheese. I feel like Scoot. He probably works the margins. <laughs> he probably he probably like tries to you assess the low volume. Areas. I do some risk management there. Yeah, I do a lot of risk management. If I it looks like it. a very popular cheese, I'm probably not going to mess right. with it because that means a lot of people are all up in. You're there. going to the low volume. Areas. Yep, that's correct. You're eating around the edges. That's correct. Because I, um, I don't. You're not a buffet guy either, are you, Scoot? You're not. Like uh, no, I can be. I'm okay with it. Well, as we like if I'm last at the beach, week, big like coleslaw Calabash. fan. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mess with coleslaw, but it, a cold slaw, cold uh, slaw. But if I go to a uh, calabash type setting, I will uh, knock down some some food. Yeah, but that's really. different. It's all fried. It's that's coming true. to your table. This yeah, is just that, well, sitting yeah, out cheese. Right. I got, well, I got it's questions. It's a refrigerated area. I got now, a lot of you questions. You can watch. They've got kind of like um, uh, a glass, I guess, cheese making zone where you can okay. kind of watch the machinery at work or whatever. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of Amish people there, which could be a whole Tob radio segment in itself. The Amish. I would <laughs> well, you are in Amish you country. For 10 minutes. Yeah, that is. I mean, I'll talk to you idea. for more than ten minutes on the Amish if you want. <laughs> um, I've got a lot of reservations. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's amazing. I love cheese. You can buy, of course, they've got cheese to that they sell. Um, I just wonder about this <laughs> cheese wall. <It's> if, like- <laughs> It's like it's like it's like Scooty's version of a strip club. He's like <laughs> he's like, Oh, you should have seen this cheese that they had at this Amish place in Ohio. I was thinking it sounds more like that scene from like where uh Forrest and Bubba decide they're gonna make every shrimp dish a man <laughs> you know, imaginable. <laughs> That's what it starts to remind me of like Jumbo shrimp. Scoot, I feel like you've never <laughs> gone down the, uh, the you've never gone down the foray of trying to make your own cheese. You've never tried to. That is correct. I here's the thing. I feel like what? that's a Christmas gift for you. I gotta here's I gotta put in my pocket. I very rarely will eat a food that is not manufactured. I don't I don't feel good about food that is manufactured at at a, a house or somebody's dwelling, right? So. So you would I never want, drink my beer. Like I may, I homebrew beer, you'd never drink I, it. I would I guess I would do that. No, but, but you're not a big covered dish person. No, like. no, no potluck. Um I if let's say you've killed a deer and you want to make me some sort of deer meat steaks or something, are you really following uh meat inspection standards? Is this uh, USDA approved? What I don't really know that it is. Sanitation grade, right? That, that I don't. Was, that's what you're saying. I don't feel good because here's the thing: if you're I like, cutting up I like deer me meat, deer are you jerky. really no. in a I like some deer sanitary? Jerky. You're not wearing one of those big white coats. 
You don't have a hairnet on. I don't want it. Listen, they did it for hundreds of years before, millions yeah, of years before. And they died at age 42. <laughs> so there's a, I mean, there's a reason for that. Like, I'll give you that. You got that. My, my life expectancy. Scoots I don't want out to here questioning life expectancy. years off. But yet, yet you'll eat. Deer but yet you're okay. You're okay going to the grocery store and buying a frozen bag of chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs that and eating them. That is correct because they had to pass somebody's <laughs> inspection. There was some sort of inspection to that. I feel like we've we've turned from like every week having segments about certain things to now we just have every week segments about how Scooty eats, like what you eat. <laughs> my, my quirky yeah. thoughts on food. Your quirky food habits. Yeah, um, I don't, I just don't trust, I, I mean... If if you can show me some paperwork that says that, uh, you know. But yeah, you like the Amish cheese, and I I don't think there's any inspection oh, process with that. Standard. They're standard. And scoot the place is called Heinies. Heinies Cheese funny. Emporium. Like they're that's not. They don't. There's no inspection standards. That's what's getting big. Oh man, You're Heine. Well, you've been eating all that cheese. <laughs> that's uh. I that we, uh, well. I guess that was our our open cheese segment <laughs> of the week you know what you could do really well is cut that cheese with a tactical lesion knife you could so scoot tell us a little bit about tactical lesion knives tactical lesion knives it's a family-owned and operated company with a focus on heavy-duty knives we love knives and have been in the knife industry for more than 15 years when you buy a knife from us you're buying a knife to last we're a cut above the rest. Tactical Legion. All right. Thanks, Scoot. And uh, don't forget to check them out on Amazon.com, Tactical Legion Knives. Uh, they're uh, cut above the rest, right, Scoot? That's right. There's no cut knife that's better. Hey, and, you know, uh, I know a lot of you follow us on Twitter. Uh, feel free to send us any ideas for segments. Um, feel free. We're going to try to start putting up some polls. Uh, soon coming to you will be a Tob Twitter, just specifically for the Tob Radio, um, and uh, feel free to try to get uh, Jose Canseco to be our first celebrity guest. <laughs> Man, I'm trying. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm trying hard. I was trying to get some beef between you and Jose this week, and that did not. He's not play. buying it. He's scared no. of me. He is. Bottom I, line, he is scared. He is scared of you. He really he is. He knows that I could probably hit a baseball farther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that sounds like a challenge. And he also knows that I'm going to field the ball better than let it bounce off my head. Yes. Probably. You probably will not yes. let a home run bounce off your head. I'll give you that. Yeah, so um but yeah, don't uh don't forget check us out and uh, on the Twitter and check us out on the internet at uh, tob.com. Johnson, traveling anywhere good this week? Europe, Canada? Yeah, I'm just oh, sitting around good. here. I won't be um I won't be heading to Canada and, li- and mistaken for John Ritter. Um, <laughs> Come on, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I even I'll made, just it, I made it a whole. I made it a whole show without even talking about how much you <laughs> like John Ritter. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it hasn't worn off for me Listen, yet. So. What, what that's doing though, we've got a lot of people wanting to see a, a live video of Top Radio. They yeah. want to see. John Ritter. We'll have to get something up. We got to get something up on Twitter uh, of of uh, John w- Ritter versus uh, <laughs> Top Johnson. A Twitter Ritter battle. Twitter, Twitter Ritter, Ritter 
battle. I love it. All right, folks. Well, listen, thanks for listening this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of Tob Radio. Hit us up online if there's anything you think we need to be talking about, and we will talk about it. I promise you. So uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great week, and uh, thanks for listening to Tob Radio. Uh,